Hey yogis, I'm so excited to be back with you on my Blue Lotus Yoga podcast after a year-long hiatus. So what I'm hoping to offer you from now on are two classes per month and I'm really open to suggestions about the content for those classes. So if you'd like me to cover a particular yogic philosophy, tackle your nemesis pose or take a particular style of yoga practice from advanced asana to somatic work, then please email me over your suggestions. You can do that at info at bluelotusyoga.co.uk. Also, in this year-long hiatus, a few things have changed. So if you'd like to join our online community over on Facebook, there's a particular page, Blue Lotus Yogis, where every Tuesday I offer a masterclass of asana and connect with all kinds of different live offerings there. So do come subscribe and join me over on the live page, joining our, our community of a few hundred yogis now. Also, if you'd like a little bit more information about all my other offerings, yoga holidays and workshops, then do visit bluelotusyoga.co.uk. You can find all of the info there. It's so good to be back with you guys and sending you so much love and thank you for your continued support and sending you radiant blessings. Namaste. Okay, everybody, welcome to this evening's practice. And welcome to the second half of the term. So we have got uh, seven consecutive weeks now until we break for Easter. So no other breaks now, just um, every week till we, till we have the um, Easter, Easter time break. So I thought as we're coming back with kind of this new beginning, almost new beginning of this second half of the term, we would theme our class around that um, kind of spirit of renewal because at the weekend there was a couple of energetic marker points that really um, ask us to consider what we need to renew and rework and remodel in our lives. So the first of those marker points came last Friday on the 21st and that was Maha Shivatri. So anytime you hear that word Maha, it just means great. And Shiva, of course, Shivatri, is one of the Holy Trinity from the Hindu system. And so that festival of Maha Shivatri is known as the Dark Night of Shiva or the Great Night of Shiva. And Shiva, of course, his job is the destroyer or the remodeler, as I like to think of it, because Shiva really just changes the landscape. Because although we might think that um, his job as the destroyer isn't a great job to have, it's a necessary job. Because if everything was always the same, if nothing ever changed, there would be no room for new opportunities, new growth. And of course, we know that our lives are always in a constant ebb and flow and, and always changing. So Shiva really helps us to grow and sometimes that isn't always comfortable that's why we often see Shiva dancing in a ring of fire because that those ebbs and flows and shifts and changes can sometimes be intense then on Sunday morning we had a new moon in Pisces and a new moon is always the time for new beginnings when the moon is dark it's the beginning of the moon coming back to fullness the start of a new cycle again and Pisces of course 
is a water sign. So this new moon is all about how we feel, uh, all of our sensitivities and vulnerabilities are really um, are heightened by this new moon. And when we see the zodiac sign symbol of Pisces, it's these two fish kind of swimming in opposite directions. And really that is a metaphor for what we feel and think in our mind and our heart. So quite often we've got our mind, our little ego mind, taking us one direction and our heart intuitively wanting to go the opposite way. So this, this moon really is asking us to really pause, slow down and think about the communication between our heart and mind and how we can move in a very compassionate way in our lives. And of course, kindness and compassion has been at the forefront of the news this last, this last while since the tragic passing of Caroline Flack. And something that I think is a very um, important message for all of us to understand that, of course, as yogis, we remember that when the communication between our own, between our own minds and hearts is a, a path of compassion, then that ripple of compassion spirals out to others because we also, of course, never really understand what is going on for anyone else and what struggles anyone else is dealing with. So this moon and this time of Shiva, of Maha Shivatri, really are asking the same message. Shiva telling us to dance in the fire of it all and to remember our strength, our courage, our resilience, but also to really honor ourselves and be compassionate. First and foremost, compassionate to ourselves, and then allowing that river of compassion to spiral out. So our practice tonight is that we're going to really work with the message of Shiva, and you might remember that mudra, that whole body mudra from the first half of the term. So we're bringing that back in. There's a bit of story stuff about Shiva and his family. And then it's going to end and kind of carry us through the watery um, flow of the practice into um, a time of reflection so that we can really fine tune this communication pathway between the mind and the heart. We're going to start sitting. So any way you would like to sit where you are comfortable, please make sure that your lower back is drawing in. The weight across your seat is even. And as you take a comfortable seat, whether you're cross-legged, heels into groin, or legs stretched out and wide apart, let your hands come rest onto your lap. Palms face down, giving us a feeling of steady ground. As your elbows soften and your collarbones widen and spread, let your upper arm bones Widen to the sides of the room and lengthening up through your spine, reaching the crown of the head up towards the sky, even though we've got only just a slither of moonlight right now. And allowing yourself to really rest in to the heart space, that gateway in between the earth beneath and the heavens above. Begin to draw the sides of your throat and your waist slightly back into space so it feels as though the centre of your ears are hovering right over your sitting bones. And as you allow yourself to move inwards, 
closing your eyes or softening your gaze and paying attention to all the feelings and sensations that are present when you arrive into this inner realm. We, of course, we spend so much of our lives looking outside of ourselves, looking outside of ourselves for happiness, for the answers to the obstacles on our path, to attaining different things in our lives. And when we're always looking outside of ourselves, it's very easy to fall into the scarcity mindset where we compare ourselves to others, where we think that we are not enough, we are not worthy enough, we don't have enough. So our yoga practice gives us the opportunity to really move inwards, to listen to the messages of Shiva that reminds us of our innate strength, compassion, the messages of Ganesh that ask us to remember our innate wisdom. And also this Piscean energy that connects us very much right now to our own insight, our own inner knowing, our own innate intelligence and intuition. So as we rest in, paying attention to all the feelings that are in your physical body, notice where you feel comfortable and at ease, as well as where you feel a little bit compressed or compacted or fidgety. Notice how your breath is moving as you breathe in and out of your nostrils. If that is a reflection of perhaps what's happening in your physical form. Notice any preoccupying thought patterns, mood or emotion that you are bringing into your practice tonight. And of course, there's nothing to shift, change, fix or hide away. Welcome it all. And the message of Shiva is a message of dancing with it all, even though sometimes it can be hard and intense. Can we still find that way of being compassionate and recognizing all of the experiences of our life. As your breath begins to deepen, breathe in and expand your belly, then your ribs, then your chest. And as you breathe out, exhale and empty from the chest through the ribs and out through the belly. Breathing in, expanding from the base of the lungs to the top and breathing out and exhaling all the way out and down. And as you continue to breathe in that way, drawing in more vital energy, more ebb and flow, let's bring the right hand off the lap and Turn the palm to face forwards with the fingertips pointing upwards towards the sky. The hand kind of level with the chest. And this, of course, is one of the mudras of Shiva, Abhaya Mudra. The mudra that is almost like a stop sign that helps us to remember our fearless heart, our courage, our resilience and our tenacity. And then letting your left hand come off your lap and turning the palm forwards, but the fingertips point down so the hand is kind of alongside your navel. And this second mudra of Shiva, the gesture of mercy or the gesture of loving compassion. 
We're going to be using these mudras a little bit through our practice tonight and the message behind them, the very essence of our class. As you breathe in, please circle the arms around and up to the sky. And as you reach up, lift up the back ribs off the back of the pelvis and draw the navel slightly back. Bringing the hands down as you next exhale, letting the thumbs rest on the third eye as the breath continues to ebb and flow. Just bringing awareness to this center of insight, intuition, the waters, of course, of Pisces very much govern the dream world, the ways to connect to this realm and beyond through our insight and intuition. Bringing the thumbs down to rest over the heart space, the center, of course, of our heart teacher and also of our home of love and compassion. And in the yoga tradition, there's a great mantra, Luka Samasta Sukino Bhavantu. And this mantra means, may all beings be free, may all beings be happy. And of course, the freedom comes from severing the binds that really hold <coughs> us back, the self-imposed restrictions that come from our own ego mind. So let's open our practice tonight with that mantra. We'll do it a couple of times and call and response. Look at your turn. Look at Samasta. Samasta. Sukino. Sukino. Bhavantu. Bhavantu. Look at Samasta. Sukino Bhavantu Sukino Bhavantu Luka Samasta Luka Samasta Sukino Bhavantu Sukino Bhavantu Beautiful once all the way through all together Luka Samasta Sukino Bhavantu. And as we bow into our own heart, we remember that we come to these practices for our own benefits and health and well being, but also the remembrance that as we practice, as we become more compassionate, more connected to that great river of love that spirals out into our homes, our families, our friends, our communities. And so we not only practice for our own well-being, but for the benefit of all. And may it be so. Gently blink open your eyes, release your hands down, and you can remove any support that you had underneath your seat. And as you Extend your legs out in front, bending your knees, having the soles of the feet onto the ground and taking the hands just back behind you, either alongside your 
hips with the fingers turning out to the sides of the room or just back behind you with the fingers turning more towards the front edge of your mat. And as we soften the elbows, we're going to roll up the spine and find some space between the earth and the crown of the head. So just be mindful that we don't throw the head back. If you're happy to wait there tonight, we're going to be lifting up into a little um, altar pose in a moment with a big lion's breath. If you'd prefer not to lift your hips off, off the ground, then you can just lengthen through the spine and do your lion's breath with the heart open, sit bones down. So your choice, take a breath in, roll up the spine, possibly lift the hips, big breath out through the mouth, <sighs> cleansing and clearing, making space for this renewal and new beginning, bringing the hips all the way down to the ground. Bringing the hands onto the back of your thighs now. And as you press your hands into your thighs and your thighs into your hands, again, use that leverage to lengthen up out of your lower back, getting your lower back to draw inwards. Lift the balls of the feet, but have the feeling that you keep bringing belly and thighs towards each other. And again, some of us, particularly if we're pregnant, we're not going to be doing any more core activity than this. So you can just breathe into this space. And again, if there's any injury in your lower back, you might want to consider just staying here too. Otherwise, lifting the heels up off the ground and hovering in a little baby boat. Lifting the heels up a little higher, spreading out your toes, belly to thighs and thighs to belly. Taking the hands away if you're steady. Let's lightly roll to the left sitting bone. Try not to use your jawline to help you to balance, soften your face. As you inhale, extend the heart and the feet away from each other a little bit. As you exhale, squeeze up to the midline. Come back to the center and then rolling over onto your right sitting bone. Inhale, extend the legs and heart away and exhale, squeeze it in. Back to the center and then placing the feet all the way down. Great. Now we've got a little bit of heat and fire. Please bring yourself over onto all fours and we'll get into the watery Pisces flow. So a little bit of heat just to create some spark, an awakening of the agony, the digestive fire, to help us both process and digest all of our experiences. So as we come to all fours now, knees underneath hips, heels of hands underneath shoulders, let's just begin to circle over the earth with the trunk of the body like we're creating a little whirlpool through the body. Soften your elbows, soften your neck, and allow yourself to move at a pace that feels good for you. Keep listening inwards, maybe closing your eyes or softening your gaze so we're not concerned about what anyone else's whirlpool looks like. Just feeling inwards and trusting in your own rhythm, your own flow. Finding space in the side body as we lubricate our wrists, our elbows, our shoulders, our hips and our knees. And next time your hips go back, let's change direction. We might start big and stay big. We might start big and 
Slowly get smaller, spiraling into the center. So whatever feels nice for you, and just really honoring your flow. Next time, your hips rock back towards your heels. Slide your right hand back towards your toes. And as though you're doing front crawl, bring the arm up and over towards the front of your mat. Stretch it forwards, then glide it back to the start point. Alternate, so go to the left side, slide the arm back, up and over, and then sliding it in. And continue in that with it, rhythm. It might feel at the moment in your own life's journey that you are swimming through very choppy turbulent seas. It might be super calm waters for you. So wherever you find yourself, can you be at ease in your breath? Acknowledge all the intensity or the contentment, but find a way of being compassionate to your own self. Because often the way that we communicate with our own self, from our mind to our heart, we wouldn't probably talk to anyone else in such a harsh way. So letting go of those old patternings through our practice tonight and beginning to remodel and rework our own pathways of compassion. Next time the left hand comes over and there's no need to rush. Stabilize your tabletop position again, grabbing the ground through your tiger paws and, and pointing your toes to the back of the mat. Spread out your baby toes. And as you breathe in, move your heart forwards, broaden and spread your collarbones. As you breathe out, tuck your toes and round the spine, looking inwards. Breathe in, point toes, extending the spine. Breathing out, tucking toes and rounding. And continuing to move in that way. A few more cycles. Again, going at a pace that is led by your breath, by your rhythm. So not being concerned about what anyone else is doing but just feeling and sensing and keeping that introspection. And that's really the energy of Pisces. It's taking us into these inner realms, these inner worlds, where we can really reconnect with the uniqueness of our divine being. As you next breathe in, Move the breastbone forwards, tuck the toes under this time. And as you breathe out, rock your hips back towards your heels, lifting your knees, your seat away from the floor. And have a little pedal through your heels in this first downward dog, maybe swishing your tail or rippling your spine or giving your head a few yeses and noes. And if you're not weight bearing tonight, you can do all of that 
kind of fluid movement on all fours. Finding space in your body. Take a breath in. And as you breathe out, lower your knees all the way back down to the ground. As you rock your hips back towards your heels, roll up your spine and rock your hips off to the left. Bring your left shin bone forward, pointing your right toes back. Now, Becky, see how this feels for you. If it feels okay, do. If not, just go to that kind of virasana shape. If this is not good for anyone's knees, you're welcome just to take the legs out and be at this kind of 90 degree angle, but know that both sit bones will be grounded. If you're in this first form, with the left shin kind of parallel to the front of the mat, and the right toes pointing to the back of the mat, so the virasana leg, it's gonna feel like most of your weight is on your outer left hip. Take your left hand just back behind you, tented fingers and don't lean too far back we want to keep the crown right over the tail the right hand meets the left knee and we press left hand sorry right hand and left knee into each other soften the elbows away from each other close your eyes lengthen up and as you next breathe out start to initiate a gentle twist from your belly button around to the left. Notice if your eyes or your head kind of pull you around. Can you find a way of keeping the chin right over the chest so the mind really aligns with the heart? And then as you find that space, let your left ear Release towards your left shoulder, gently stretching the right side of the neck. You can play with taking the head slightly forwards or back, or turning the head slightly up or down to really find that sweet spot to release the holding patterns through the neck and the throat. And as we rest inwards in this way, Shiva, of course, is often known as the Lord of Destruction, the one who shakes things up and remodels the landscape. And Shiva, of course, one of the Holy Trinity and for the mythical stories about him tell us that for thousands of years, he goes off into his man cave on Mount Kailash and dedicates himself to his practice, spending hundreds of years at a time in meditation. Please lift up your head off the shoulder and turn your head to look back into the center of the room. Let's unravel that twist. We're going to change the position of the legs going round the other way. So taking right hand behind right hip, Tented fingers, left hand meets right knee, and hand and knee press into each other. Root down and rise up through the crown. And on your next exhalation, initiating the twist at the belly button and turning around to the right. Bringing the right ear towards the right shoulder 
and playing about with the angle of the head to get the very best stretch around your upper shoulders, your upper back and neck. And so Shiva, of course, he has a beloved, a goddess at home, who is very often home alone because he is away so much with his, in his little man cave up on Mount Kailash. And Shiva's beloved is a goddess called Parvati. And one time when Shiva returns home from his practices, Parvati says to Shiva, Shiva, you leave me alone so often. I get lonely. I need someone to love. So I think we should have a baby. And Shiva's like, oh, I'm not quite sure this is the right time for us, honey, right now. So as he takes a thread from her silk red sari and gives it to her, he says, make this into a baby. And then off he goes back to his man cave, leaving Parvati home alone once again. Let's bring the head back up, turn the head back into the center, and then let the heart follow coming back into the midline, making your way all the way back over onto all fours. And then as you breathe in, tuck the toes, heart forwards. As you breathe out, lift the knees, lift the sit bones high, let the head release and relax. Press into your thumb pads as you wrap the upper arm bones away from your face, maintaining all of that space around the neck and the throat that we have just created. Begin to step your right foot forwards to the top of your mat. And you have the option to lower the back knee down if you would like. Take your right hand up to the sky and open into a gentle twist. And then bringing the hand down onto the inside of the foot, lower the back knee down to the ground. You can walk your right foot open a little bit if you feel like it's a little bit compacted in that hip space. But make sure your toes and your knee are pointing forwards. High on tented fingers here with wrists underneath shoulders. And if it feels like you're having to round in order to reach the floor, take a block underneath your fingertips. Bring your pelvis forwards, lead with the heart, breathe in, widening the collarbones. Breathe out, rock the hips back and let your front leg straighten a little bit or a lot. Keep the heart extending forwards. Moving back and forth, breathing in, coming forwards. Breathing out, keeping the light of the heart leading the way. And so because Parvati is a magical goddess, she took the sari thread and she wove it with all of her love into a little baby boy that she called Ganesh. And Parvati and Ganesh were very happy, mother and son. She was completely besotted with her beautiful baby boy and he grew up into a strong, healthy kind of little infant boy. So as you next come forward, you can either take the leg back from there or lift the back knee and then step back into downward facing dog. Again, extending the arms and legs away from each other 
Rooting the thigh bones back as the armpits lift up, creating some traction in the spine. And then stepping your left foot forwards to the top of your mat. Option to lower back knee down to the ground if you like. Taking left hand up and opening to a twist there. Left hand comes down to inside of the foot. Lower the back knee down. Walk the foot open a little bit if you need more space. Come up on a little bit of height if your upper back is rounding. Let your pelvis come forwards. Move your heart forwards. Breathe in. As you breathe out, nothing really changes in the upper back as you rock the hips back and straighten the left leg. Breathing in, coming forwards. Breathing out, taking it back. So one particular day, Parvati decides to treat herself to a long soak in the tub. So she says to Ganesh, please Ganesh, just guard my bathroom door and just make sure nobody comes in to disturb me. So that's exactly what Ganesh does. And as he's guarding the door, he looks up to see in front of him rather a grubby looking specimen. He, this guy is dreadlocked hair, wearing a little tiger loincloth, not that attractive and covered in cremation ash he's holding a golden trident and says to Ganesh hey who are you in front of my wife's bathroom door and let me in and Ganesh is like well no I've no idea who you are and so this battle of wills ensues Shiva wants to go into the bathroom Ganesh won't let him go in so Shiva loses his temper, takes his trident, and chops off Ganesha's head. A little bit dramatic. <laughs> Let's come back to downward facing dog. And not a whole lot of compassion, I have to add. Taking the sit bones up to the sky, grounding through the hands, letting the head release down. And then begin to walk your feet to your hands or your hands to your feet. And as you arrive in the middle, taking your feet a little wider than hips distance apart. Hold on to opposite elbows. Maybe soften your knees a little bit. Let your belly rest on your thighs. Bend your left knee a little bit and sway to the left. And then bend your right knee and sway to the right, straightening the left leg. Just going side to side, swaying gently, letting gravity help you to lengthen the lower back. Breathing easily as you just sway in a linear way or turn it more into a figure of eight, whatever feels nice. And so you can imagine, Parvati comes out of the bathroom, she is not at all happy. And she says to Shiva, you better fix this right now. So Shiva, off he goes, to the west, the place where all the wisdom resides, and he comes across an elephant, and he knows that elephants are very wise. They've got big heads, lots of capacity for wisdom. So again, a bit of a long story, but he takes the elephant head in the end and takes it back to his little boy, and miraculously, as he puts it onto the little boy's neck, the elephant head fits. And so Ganesh is remodeled and reborn and he now has all of the wisdom to navigate his and our paths.
As we sway ourselves back into centre with Ganesha's little trunk mudra, bend your knees, take your arms wide like great eagle wings, move the heart forwards and use the power of your legs to rise from earth to sky. As you exhale, bring the hands down, the thumbs come to rest onto the third eye. And Ganesh, of course, he is known as the remover of obstacles, but he is also the placer of obstacles, another deity that encourages our growth and often takes us to our growth edge through the challenges he places. But he is also the deity of new beginnings because of this new head full of wisdom. So we remember that all of that wisdom is also living and breathing right there inside of us when we move inwards to rest into it and acknowledge it. As you release your hands down, let your hands release down by your sides. Please blink open your eyes. Co-heel your feet together and bringing yourself around and up to the front of your mat. As you breathe in, sit down into chair pose, Utkatasana. Have the feeling of the inner thighs holding an imaginary block so that we get that feeling of gentle containment at our, in our lower belly, that feeling of steadiness at our roots. Breathe in and as you breathe out, interlace the hands behind your lower back. Fold belly to thighs and empty out over the legs. Arms coming up overhead, gently stretching the shoulders. Even out the weight in your feet so that the four corners are equally grounded. Lift the shoulders up away from your ears and let your head and neck really release. Take a breath in, and as you breathe out, release the hands down to the floor, and bend your knees enough so that you can do that. Please take your left leg and stride it to the back of your mat. Swivel the heel in and down, so that the left toes are pointing more towards front left corner of your mat. Spiral the left thigh in and back so that your tail begins to steer towards your back heel. Climb up onto your front knee and press your arms straight. As you breathe in, rise up into warrior one. Press into your right big toe mound, breathe in and straighten the front leg. As you breathe out, cactus arms and bend the front knee. Tonight though, this will be known as trident arms because of Shiva's gold trident. Breathe in, reaching up, straightening front leg. Breathe out, sitting down into your resilience, into your warrior power. Breathe in, one more pulse like that and out on the exhale, fabulous. Take a breath in, reach all the way up to the sky. And as you breathe out, release the hands all the way down. Pivot the back heel up, lift the heel and spring your left foot to the top of the mat to join the right. Bend the knees, sit down into the sitting bones, heart forwards and sit down into chair pose once again. 
Make sure your knees are tracking to your second toes, your second toes tracking to the front of your mat. Breathe in, rise all the way to stand. And as you breathe out, tap into third eye and rest into the heart with the hands and thumbs. Second side, breathing in, sitting down, Utkatasana, chair pose, nice and strong in the legs, neutral pelvis. And then as you exhale, awkward interlace with the hands behind you and fold from your hips, belly to thighs, emptying out over the legs. Legs can straighten a little bit or a lot, but try to keep that connection with your belly and your thighs so the lower back is fully supported. Even out the weight in your feet, let your head and neck relax. My friends who have a tendency to be a little bit more mobile in your joints, Remember not to lock out your elbow joints and your wrist joints. So bring the heels of the hands slightly towards each other. Little micro bend in your elbows, please. Take a breath in. And as you breathe out, the hands come down to the ground. Bend your knees so you can do that. And then please step your right leg straight back. Round it, staying on the tram lines of warrior one positioning. Toes pointing front right. Bend the left knee and spiral the right thigh in and back so your tail steers to keep you steady. Hands onto your front knee and begin to climb up. Take the arms wide and up. Press into left big toe mound, straighten the left leg. As you breathe out, bend the knee, sit back into Virabhadrasana one with trident arms. Breathing in, reaching up, breathing out, sitting down into warrior one. Great. One more like that, everybody. And everyone's looking so good with the weight nice and even between both legs. So perfect. As you hold warrior one, take the arms all the way up, breathing in. As you breathe out, take the hands all the way back down to the floor. Lift your back heel and spring your foot to the top of your mat. Ground down through the feet. Take your time to get steady and anchored. And sit down into Utkatasana. Breathing in all the way up to mountain pose. And hands come down, remembering the connection between the intuition and the heart. Release the hands down to your sides and you might remember in the first half of the term we did a class that was called the message of Shiva. So we're going to bring in that whole body mudra. So please bring your left foot behind your right. Now you can be on the ball of your left foot or you can spread your left big toe and second toe and hook that webbing onto the back of your right Achilles. Hmm. Take your left hand, palm facing down, sorry, palm forwards, fingertips down. And taking the right hand, palm facing forwards, fingertips up. So remembering those mudras we did right at the beginning of our practice that reminds us of our courage, our resilience, and reminds us to flow in compassion. Swaying there a little bit, moving from side to side like a little dancing Shiva. And often we see those images of Shiva dancing in the fire, surrounded in a big circle of flames. So can we be okay 
even when things are a little wobbly or intense. Release that form and let's take it to the other side. Taking the right foot behind you, staying on the ball of the foot, or hooking on with the webbing. Right fingertips point down, palm forwards. Left palm face forwards, fingertips up. And again, dancing in the midst of it all. Eyes soft, breath easy. And notice that conversation between your mind and your heart that happens when you wobble or you sway or you fall. Is there immediate inner critic going to speak up quite loudly? See if you can remodel that through these practices tonight. Speak to yourself in a kind way, in a compassionate way. And coming back to the center. And we're gonna add that into our flow now. So as you breathe in, sit down into Utkatasana. As you breathe out, interlace the hands and fold out over the legs. Arms come overhead, weight even in feet. Release hands down to the mat. Take your left leg back and ground the heel on your tram lines. You can climb up onto the front knee or sweep all the way from earth to sky. Straightening the front leg, breathe in. And as you breathe out, bend the front knee, trident arms in the upper body. Take a breath in. And as you breathe out, let's bring the hands to the hips, lift the back heel and bring the left foot onto the back of the right. Left fingertips down, right fingertips up. Dancing in the message of Shiva. So dancing in the midst of it all, the calm seas and the choppy seas will experience it all on this journey. So here on our mat we get to practice what it feels like to be in the intensity, what it feels like to fall, and we still stay in that river of compassion. Back to the centre, grounding the feet. Inhale, sit down, Utkatasana. And as you exhale, awkward interlace as you fold out over the legs. Release the hands down to the floor. And let right leg, sorry, big stride back and ground it. Take your time climbing up or sweeping all the way from earth to sky. Begin to straighten front leg as you breathe in. And as you breathe out, bend the front knee and cactus arms, trident arms. Well done. Bring hands to hips just to make the transition a little more stable. Lift the back heel and bring right foot onto the back of the left heel. Right fingertips down, left fingertips up. Again, dancing with it all. Grounding through the feet. And as you breathe in, circle the arms around and up to the sky. As you breathe out, the arms go wide, knees soften, hinge at your hips and fold out over the legs. Step back into plank position. Breathe in, press the floor away, resisting the front body away from the floor. Make sure your shoulders are over your wrists and you're like a plank all the way down, so you're not sagging in the middle, great. 
lower your knees, chest and chin. And of course, if being belly down isn't great for you, some rolling cat cows would be great there in the shoulders. Push from your toes and slither all the way through to a gentle cobra. Heads of arm bones, draw back as we lead with the light of the heart. Elbows in by the sides and the fingertips no further forwards than, than your tops of your shoulders. Great. Lower all the way down and back to downward facing dog. So if we are not taking legs up and stepping through, we can walk to the front of the mat and you'll just begin to step back in that way if that is better and there's a few injuries going on tonight. So if that's better for you, feel free to modify in that way. Otherwise, right leg lifts to the sky and step it through between the hands. If you're stepping back, your left foot is stepping back. Coming into warrior one, just like we were doing back heel grounds down and rising all the way up. Take your time. As you breathe in, start to straighten the front leg. As you breathe out, sit down into Virabhadrasana one. As you can take your hands to your hips if you like, or just taking your left fingers down, your right hand up and stepping into the message of Shiva with the left foot onto the back of the right heel. A little dance there in the center. If you need more steadiness for the transition, you're going to take your hands onto your hips. Step your left leg back, heel and arch alignment and Virabhadrasana two. Bending the right knee, looking out over right fingers. Breathe in and reverse warrior. And as you exhale, come to the center. Turn all 10 toes to the long edge of the mat. Cross the arms in front of the chest. Turn your left toes out to 90. Spring your right heel away and open to the back of your mat into warrior two. Beautiful. As you breathe in, reverse warrior, lean back. And as you breathe out, cartwheel the hands down either side of your front foot. Stepping either into down dog, going into child's pose maybe, or back into plank pose, moving through a vinyasa if you want that little bit of intensity through your practice tonight. So take your time. Rising, leading with the heart. And back to downward facing dog. And again, if your practice is not going to be taking a leg up to the sky for ankle reasons and things like that, then walking forwards to the front of your mat here in order to step back. Let's take left leg up to the sky. So you're stepping your right leg back behind you if you're stepping back. And coming up. Making your way, taking your time into warrior one. Staying steady in your breath as we ground down. Straightening the front leg as you breathe in. Breathing out and cactus open the heart. As we step up into message of Shiva now, the right foot hooks onto the back of the left. The right fingers down, the left hand up dance in the center of it. 
moving straight back into warrior two. Take your time, heel arch alignment, spin the back heel away. Check tracking of your front knee, make sure inner knee is as wide as inner ankle. Inhale and reverse warrior. And as you exhale, come through the center, all 10 toes to the center, cross the arms, and then turning right toes back out to 90. Spin your left heel away, back to the front of your mat. Great. And reverse warrior as you breathe in. And as you breathe out, cartwheel the hands down. Again, your choice, either stepping straight forwards, or back through dog, or down into child's pose, or moving through a vinyasa. So, Listen and trust your intuition. Doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. So really trust in what is going to support you and follow that flow, resting in the rhythm of your breath and creating space and strength in your body. Great, everybody. So nice to see so many variations and everyone really honoring your truth. Really excellent. Take a breath in wherever you are and breathe out through your mouth. And if you're not at the front of your mat or in downward dog, making your way into one of those two poses, we've got one more trip around the mat in that fashion. So making your way. As you, if you're in down dog, you're gonna take your right leg up to the sky and step it through between the hands, otherwise you're stepping your left leg back and grounding it down to the floor. Take your time to come all the way up. Virabhadrasana, one. Just like we did. Breathe in, straight in front leg. Breathe out, even out the weight in the feet with trident arms. Great. Coming into message of Shiva, bringing the left foot onto the back of right, left fingers down, right hand up, and dancing with it all. As you step straight back into warrior two, take your time to land gracefully, softly. Breathe in and reverse warrior. And as you breathe out, crossing the arms and turning to the back of the mat, warrior two. Wonderful. As you breathe in, let's take a reverse warrior here. And as you take the reverse warrior, please bring your uh, right hand back behind your back towards your left hip. So you're leading back. And you can stretch your shoulders in this way, just taking both arms. Great. As you breathe in, start to straighten your front leg. And as you breathe out, coming into triangle, keeping that half little band. That's it, great, I can just push slightly forward, great. As you ground through your feet, squeeze your feet together, and begin to wrap your left inner bicep to your outer bicep, so the arm is rolling back. Lengthen through the crown of your head, working to extend both sides of the ribcage evenly. Stretching the left hand straight out in front of you if you feel strong and supported in that way. It's like a hands-free triangle. Great. As you breathe in, come all the way up. Great. 
then turn your left hand back behind you to interlace with your right fingers. Turn all ten toes towards the long edge of your mat, so back to the long side, turning to your right. Interlace the hands back behind you, open the shoulders, take a breath in and squeeze the inner thighs together, then hinge from your hips and fold out over the legs. Notice where the weight is in your feet. Please make sure the toes are pointing directly forwards and you're not locking out your knees. So you want to make sure that the weight is tipping slightly forwards more so into the balls of the feet. Great. And you're still squeezing your inner thighs together. Take a breath in. Keep that interlace. And as you come up halfway, start to turn your right toes out, back around to the front of the mat. And spin your left heel away. And then lean back so it's a bit like side angle, but without using your hands. Great. Now, for some of us from here, we'll take the weight into the front leg and lift the back leg up away from the floor. It's like a half moon without any hands. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Doesn't matter even if you're resting on your back tippy toes. Take a breath in. And as you breathe out, message of Shiva, left toes up to right, left hand down, right hand up. And dancing with it all and laughing is the very best medicine. And that's a real yoga practice. When you can laugh and not take yourself too seriously and don't worry or get concerned about the falls, the tricks, the ungracefulness of it all. That's my practice, not yours. <laughs> Come back to centre, ground the foot. Good, well done. Breathe in and circle the arms around and up to the sky. And then pull it down through the centre and fold out over the legs. Some of us can go maybe go back to that swaying Ganesh elephant trunk pose here if we're not wanting to do any vinyasa-y stuff tonight. If we want to step back and move through a little vinyasa flow, feel free to take your time, be with your breath and lead with your heart. Beautiful. Great. And my friends who are vinyasa ring coming into downward facing dog and we'll get ready to move on to the other side. So please take your left leg up to the sky or stepping and stepping it through between the hands or stepping your right leg back depending on where you are in your practice. As you breathe in, rising up into Virabhadrasana 1. Straightening front leg on the in-breath. Sitting down with your trident into your power on the out-breath. Hooking right foot behind left, message of Shiva, right fingers down, left hand stays up. And dancing and remembering that it's okay even not to be okay. We just simply acknowledge all that arises with that same compassionate communication between our heart and our mind. 
step it back into Virabhadrasana 2. As you breathe in, reverse warrior. And as you breathe out, straightening the front leg, turning to the long edge and turning to the back of your mat and opening to Virabhadrasana 2 back there. As you breathe in, reverse warrior at the back of your mat and passing your right hand back behind you to wiggle it towards your, no, sorry, your left hand uh, back behind you and taking it back. Take a breath in and start to straighten your front legs, coming into Trikhanasana, keeping that half bind. Find the alignment and the space between your back heel, your tail, and the crown of your head. And as you roll your top shoulder and ribs back, wrap your bottom ribs underneath you. If you don't need the support of the hand on the shin, reach the arm all the way forward. Squeeze the feet together to give you some strength and power in your roots. And then coming all the way up, turn your toes around to the long end of your mat and turn it to your right. And interlace the hands back behind you with the awkward clasp this time. Let the thumbs Rest on the sacrum, the elbows point back. Hug the inner thighs together, breathe in. And as you breathe out, hinge and fold from the hips, folding out over the legs once again. If it's too much to do this hands-free, of course bring the block underneath your shoulders if that feels more supportive for you. Notice the weight in your feet. Can you even it out? Maybe lift and spread the toes and then hug the inner thighs together like you're holding a giant beach ball so you can feel the power of your legs and at your roots. And keeping the hands as they are, squeeze the legs, move the breastbone forward. Draw the two frontal hip points together for a bit of core support as you come up. And then begin to turn your left toes around to the front of your mat. Pivot your back heel back behind you. Bend your left knee. And you're leaning out like you're going to put forearm to thigh. In fact, you can do that variation too if you want to keep it a little bit more supported. But you're still rolling the top shoulder back and wrapping the bottom ribs forwards in that kind of hands-free pause back anasana form. Some of us might choose to stay there. Some of us might choose to dance into the fire a little bit more, shifting the weight onto the front foot and a hands-free form of half moon. Yes, good. Yeah, and, and it's okay. However that works out, it's all good. As you come up, bring your right foot behind your left. Right fingers down, left hand up. And dancing with the message of Shiva. One more time. As we ground the feet down, come back to your center and just take a moment in stillness after being doing one side, then the other, and a lot of asymmetrical. Let's just hold Tadasana just for a moment. Let the arms rest down by your sides, standing still and steady in your center. And so Parvati, she had 
always loved Shiva. She had loved him since she was a little girl. She used to see him doing his yoga practices in his cave and kind of look adoringly at him, but of course Shiva was not interested. And she grew up, her name actually is the daughter of the mountain. So she grew up to be an amazing, beautiful goddess. But Shiva was still stuck in his man cave doing his thing. And of course, because he was stuck in his meditation practices, he wasn't doing his day job. You can open your eyes and move around a little bit if you need to. So because Shiva's job, the destroyer, he was, nothing was shedding or dying, everything was staying the same. And so there was no room for any growth. So the universe was in a state of imbalance. So the gods and goddesses called on Parvati and said, you've got to go and make Shiva fall in love with you because we've got to get him out of that man cave. He's got to come back to work and do his job. So Parvati, she tried everything to attract Shiva's attention, giving him his favorite sweets, putting them in his man cave, doing all kinds of things. Didn't even open his eyes, was not even interested. So Parvati was running out of ideas. So what she decided to do was the only thing she really knew how to do was to be as dedicated and devoted to her practice as Shiva was. So she went into the stream outside of Shiva's man cave, freezing cold water, and stood in tree pose in the middle of the stream for 200 years. <laughs> so, we haven't quite got that enough time tonight. But, lo and behold, it's a, a bit more to the story, but Shiva eventually opened his eyes, saw Parvati, so admired her dedication and devotion. Of course, it was a brilliant romance, and the rest is history, as they say. So, what we are going to do tonight is we're in honor of Parvati. We are going to take tree pose, but we're going to make it into a, like a little trio of balances. Yay! <laughs> so, we're going to come to Message of Shiva, then add in tree pose, but tonight we're going to call it Poverty's tree pose. And then we're going to form it into a little dancing Ganesh form, just because we're going to get the whole family in. Okay? <laughs> so, uh, front row, just turn around. I'll just demo in the middle of the room here, and then you can all see, and then you'll be able to concentrate on your balance and won't be to think about how are you going to transition. So, we know um, Message of Shiva, we've done that a few times this evening. So we're coming into this form and I'll talk us into the left and right and things in a moment. Then after we've had a few breaths there, we're going to transition into tree pose. Now your tree might be foot on the floor, heel resting against inner ankles. It might be foot a little higher onto the inner calf. You might even help it up onto the inner thigh. Just remember to put it on your inner knee. Your hands might stay at the heart or poverty style, we might be so strong and resilient and proud. Just going to reach the arms up like big, big antennas of devotion reaching out into space. So from there, we'll take one hand to the elbow, bring it forward, kick the tree leg out, and a little dancing Ganesh in the center to remember our new beginnings of completion. Okay, that's where we're heading. Any friends, I just thought there's, a, uh, there's an ankle injury tonight. So if, uh, you know, that dancing Ganesh, what you can do is just separate the feet, be steady on both feet and do it that way. Okay, so uh, the feet are both planted. <clears throat> 
So let's come into our, our balancing forms. So taking the feet down onto the ground and let's bring the left foot behind the right, hooking on or just on the ball of the foot. Left fingertips down, right fingertips up. And being in the message of Shiva, remembering that you are stronger than you know, <coughs> you're ready for the, all of the experiences, and you've got all the tools you need to get through. Flowing on the river of kindness, even in the intensity of it all. Let's transition into your version of tree pose, whatever that looks like for you doesn't need to look like mine or anyone else's in the room. It could evolve and grow as you breathe into it. It could remain the same. But can you hug the right standing leg into the left foot and the left foot into the standing leg? Root down and grow tall, having that clear, single, steady vision, just like poverty had for 200 years standing in the middle of that river. As you take your left hand to your right elbow, bring the arms down in front, Ganesha trunk style. Bend your right knee, kick your left heel away. A little dancing Ganesh. The blessing energy of new beginnings, the blessing energy of compassion the blessing energy of wisdom. And coming back to the center, well done. <laughs> and let's go to the other side. So this time the right foot goes behind the left, right fingers down, left hand up for the message of Shiva. And being in the center of the flames, of all the experiences of our lives and still able to be compassionate even in the midst of it all and the compassion starting with that ego mind to heart relationship so the ego mind doesn't rule the roost we let the heart lead the way let's turn it into tree pose in any form that feels good in your body As we bring the right hand to the left elbow, bring the arms down in front, Ganesha trunk style. Bend your left knee a fraction, kick your right heel out in front, and then dancing with Ganesh. The spirit of new beginnings, of new ways of being, of remodeling our own pathways of thought, of vision, of being. Then ground it down onto the earth, the feet a little wider than the hips. Lift and spread the toes and then lower the toes down. Let your arms rest down by your sides and you might sway a little side to side. You might circle, evening out the weight through the four corners of the feet, re-establishing the steady ground and the symmetry of the body, spiraling ourselves once again inwards as we 
close our eyes and rest in the inner landscape. If you're swaying or circling, letting the movements get smaller and smaller so it feels like you're spiraling yourself right into the center of stillness at the very heart of your being. As you breathe in, blink open your eyes, circle the arms around and over. As you breathe out, soft knees, hinge and fall from the hips, bring the hands down to the floor and walk your feet all the way back into an easy downward facing dog. A nice long dog here so that as you extend your and root your upper thighs back, your armpits lift, you get a little traction in the spine. Take a breath. And as you breathe out, lower your knees all the way down to the floor. Rock your hips over to the left and bring your legs out front back to that form that we had right at the beginning. So our left shin is parallel to the front of the mat, the ankle flexed. And this time you can either point your right toes back and keep the uh, shape of this pose a little smaller, the width between the thighs a little more narrow, or you can flex your right ankle and push the right thigh back a little bit more so you've got more space between your thighs. So either or, whichever feels good for you. We're coming into a form that is called swastika asana and the, the counterclockwise swastika symbol of course very sacred symbol, Ganesh is often, you see it on his third eye, on the kind of palms of his hands, because it is a symbol of peace, a symbol of, of, um, of infinity, actually, before, of course, it was, um, its reputation was completely remodeled. Let's take our hands onto our ankle, so left hand onto left ankle, right hand onto right ankle. And as we lengthen up, there's a gentle twist to the right. Close your eyes. Let your head follow the heart so there's no cranking of the neck. Just a gentle opening here, breathing in and breathing out. And then coming back to the center. Now, some of us might choose to stay in that form. Some of us can bring that shape in a little smaller, maybe even lean out to the left knee, pick up the left heel and take it into a lotus style leg. We're gonna twist the other way. <laughs> So the right hand comes to the left knee and the left hand back behind. If you are wanting to, you can bind that form, reaching back behind you with your left hand to find your left foot. Opening the heart, lengthening up, doesn't matter what form you're taking, what can you be at ease? Can you breathe even though we are slightly compressed with this gentle twisting action? 
take a full breath in and as we breathe out looking forward and unraveling our twist back to the center spin the legs around the other side so the swastika asana form first of all right shin parallel with the front of your mat sliding the left thigh back flexing the ankle if you can you kind of got a bit more than 90 degrees between the thighs that's not so comfy almost like that first form we did at the beginning of the class the barad vajrasana form you can turn to your left taking your hands to your ankles and lengthening up through the spine taking the heads of the arm bones back into space and being at ease in the breath As you come back to the center, let's narrow the gap between the thighs down a little bit. Point the left toes back. You might choose to lean out to the right. Keep the right knee down as much as possible as you bring the right heel into the left hip crease into the half lotus form or keep the shin down. And then as we initiate the twist from the navel and turn to the right, the left hand comes to right knee, right fingertips support us just behind the hip. If we've got the half lotus form, you're welcome to bind it, taking the right hand back to find right foot behind your left hip. Again, allowing the mind to be aligned with the heart. No need to crank the head round no need to, to use the eyes and look outside of yourselves to pull yourself into the form a little more. Where you are now is just enough. Resting and spiraling into the inner visionary dream world. Take a breath. And as you breathe out, Gently come back to your center and bring both legs around in front. So we're going to do a little um, apanasana form on our backs in a moment. But if you do need any extra layers for shavasana, please grab those now, socks and sweaters. And when you've got all you need, you can hold on to your knees and make your way down onto your back. And as you arrive onto your back, please draw your knees into your chest. Cup one hand onto each kneecap with the knees kind of either together or hips distance, but no crossed ankles. As you hold on to your knees, straighten the arms as you breathe in, let the knees move away from you. As you breathe out, flay your elbows to the sides of the room and the thighs come towards your belly. Breathe in and arms straighten, legs move away. Breathe out and thighs to belly. 
And a couple more, working to lengthen the tailbone forwards and down as the thighs come towards you. So after our twisting and turning and wringing out, coming back into neutral and resetting the natural curve in the lumbar spine. Next time you breathe out and the thighs come towards you, take your knees wide apart. As though you're drawing your knees to your armpits, your inner thighs grazing your outer ribs. And with that distance between the thighs, again, reach the tail forwards and down. Maintain that space in the lower back. And then bring the knees together bringing thighs to belly without curling your tailbone back off the ground. Give yourself a nice squeeze, a big compassionate hug, the renewed connection, the remembrance and great gratitude for the remembrance of the message of Shiva, the one who remodels and the one who gives us the courage to get through the one who helps us to move with compassion even in the intensity of our experience. We rest into the great ocean of the Piscean waves of intuition and insight and we trust in the great wisdom of our own being. Remembering that we have enough, that we are enough, perfect divine being of light Take a breath in, and as you breathe out, allow yourself to unravel, moving towards a shape or form for Shavasana that feels good in your body. ahead of you or bending your knees if you're lying onto your back checking in that your lower back is happy and make any last minute adjustments to your posture your clothing checking in that there's a natural curve in the back of your neck And as you arrive there, take a full breath in through your nose and a long, slow sigh out through your mouth, allowing that exhalation to be a descending breath where you can begin to let go and rest into the inner landscape once more. So you soften the skin across the forehead and the scalp. Relax the skin around the 
the inner corners of the eyes and widen the temple skin. Soften the valley between your cheeks and your nose. And as you part your back teeth, invite your tongue to rest in Shavasana in your lower mouth. The Shava, the corpse pose. Each time we come to this form, an opportunity to shed what is no longer needed, to let go of things we've been holding on to or things that have been holding us back. Create space for new ways of being and doing. Invite your tongue to rest into Shavasana. Soften the root of your tongue, the neck, the throat, let your upper arm bones roll back and down towards the ground. Broadening the collarbones, opening the heart, but relaxing and releasing any burdens you've been carrying through the shoulders and the upper arm bones. Let go through your forearms and let your palms and fingers soften. Soften around the heart around the belly. Let the pelvis be heavy. Let the legs be heavy. Let the feet be soft, the toes relaxed. The whole body resting inwards. Going deeper and deeper into that place of deep wisdom, deep compassion. Rest into the river of your breath and allow every exhalation to be an opportunity to let go a little more.
your breath begins to deepen. Avoid moving, but simply rest in and listen and feel. Bring your left hand over your heart space and your right middle finger to the third eye center. Gently massaging these two energy portals and opening the gateway of communication between our inner wisdom, our inner sight and the river of compassion in our heart space. May we continue to listen and feel and be led on our life's journey through all of the experience, whether it's calm and contented or a little intense and choppy. May we listen into these two portals and allow them to steer us in a way of compassion. As you next breathe in, take a full body stretch down the length of your mat, a little yawn or a sigh or a stretch in any way that feels good for your body. And bending your knees, stretching your right arm back behind you. And as you roll to your right hand side, just pause with your head on the pillow of your arm in a fetal position for a breath or two. And as you lean down into the earth a little bit more with the chest, press your left hand down. Extend your left leg out to bring yourself around and up. Keeping the eyes closed if you can for a few more moments. Bringing yourself around and up to sit. And as we bring our right hand into our Baya Mudra, the palm forwards, fingertips up, the left fingertips down in the gesture of compassion and deep mercy. We remember this spirit of renewal, of moving through our lives and remodeling our lives to live in a more compassionate flow for the benefit of ourselves and beings everywhere. So to close our practice, let's close in the same way that we began with Luka Samasta Sukino Bhavantu. Just do one call and response and then a couple of times together. Loka Samasta Loka Samasta Sukino Bhavantu Sukino Bhavantu Beautiful, twice together. Loka Samasta Sukino Bhavantu Loka Samasta Sukino Bhavantu As we bring our hands together in Anjali Mudra in front of the heart, we take a deep bow. And may all beings be happy. May all beings be free. And may the light in me honor and bless the light in you.
Namaste. Namaste. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. So.